0: Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the Student Media Poll podcast. I'm your host, Jack Duffy. I'm a student journalist at the University of Georgia, and I'm the podcast network director for the Student Media Poll. Uh, We are back for week two. This week was a crazy, crazy week of college football. Lots of upsets. Three top 10 teams go down, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But first, I want to introduce you to our two voters that we have uh, today. We have Christina Huang and Uh, Justin Apodaca from Texas and Texas Tech so two big 12 uh, schools Christina how are you doing today
1: I'm good Jack how are you
0: I'm good Um, Christina's a writer for the Dallas Morning News so I'm sure Saturday was was a wild time for you Um, yeah talk, talk to me about how how that was bringing Bama into town
1: Oh, yeah, no, for sure. It was incredibly exciting. Like, even last Monday, you could kind of feel like something was just kind of different in the air. And then once, like, Fox started building the big noon set, once ESPN started building the college game day set, there was just, like, an extra push. Um, And, like, I know I had friends who were out there at midnight um, on Saturday to make sure that they got a seat. And I think the latest my friends left for the game was, like, 630 645 um so that was just kind of crazy seeing like such a big student turnout um the student section was full and the standing only section was also full by like 10 30 which was about 30 minutes before it, uh kick off and that was like the first time in program history that that's ever happened so wow. it was really cool seeing all the all the students you know come out full force
0: yeah Definitely. And we have Justin for Red Raider Sports. Justin, introduce yourself and how are you doing this week?
2: Doing good. Um, Yeah, I write for Red Raider Sports. I cover tech, baseball, basketball, and football. Yeah, it's been cool to kind of share my opinion of the college football landscape with this. So.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's what we have this show to do. Uh, we want to showcase our voters and, and really let them speak their mind about what's going on in college football, uh, especially after weeks like this uh, and, and jumping right into it. I mean, it was a chaotic week. We had Baylor, Texas A&M and Notre Dame all go down. So three top 10 teams go down. Bama almost goes down, uh, pulls out a win against Texas by one point. So, lots going on this week. Justin, I'm going to start with you. How did you go about ranking the teams that lost, like Texas A&M, Notre Dame, uh, and Baylor this week?
2: Well, Baylor I've always been super high on, just kind of seeing them in the conference. They, they were my Big 12 pick preseason. And they still are. I'm not wavering off of that. I think it was a quality loss in Provo. So, they didn't really fall very much in my rankings. They, they stuck at 11. Right, one spot behind BYU, which I think it's a fine place. But AM, they've struggled, I think, offensively. And so I dropped them pretty far. And then Notre Dame, they're 0 2. They haven't won. So they fell out.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, Notre Dame's 25 in this week's edition of the SMP poll, but they are 0 2. So, Christina, I'm going to throw it over to you. How did you go about ranking these teams that, that, had such high aspirations, top 10 teams as of last week. And now the uh, it's been kind of crazy just after a crazy weekend of football.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I agree with Justin, like Baylor is still my, my pick to win the big 12. Um, You know, I've always had a lot of respect for Dave Aranda. I mean, the fact that, you know, his first year at Baylor, he only won two games, you know, he goes from, you know, winning two games to, Big 12 champs, like that's an insane turnaround. So, you know, I'm not, I'm really not worried about them. Um, I think BYU's um, student section, their fans as a whole had such a huge impact on Saturday's game. Um, and, you know, like when you kind of come into an environment like that, um, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta learn how to deal with it. And, you know, sometimes people get rattled, you know, and that's just how how it is. Um, regarding Texas A&M, I'm really concerned for them going forward. Um, you know, like Justin said, they really struggled offensively. And I kind of think, um, I'm not unique in saying this, but I think Jimbo Fisher's been pulling out, you know, kind of the same the same thing since 2014. And, you know, if he doesn't learn to adapt, then, you know, he's just going to be left behind. He and AM are going to be left behind. Um, and Notre Dame, you know, 0-2, like Justin said. um, I'm also really concerned about them going forward. Um, You know, I really, really respect Marcus Freeman really like him. And, you know, this was not the, the result that I was expecting for them. And especially now that, you know, Tyler Buckner is basically out for the year um, it's really going to be a tough road ahead for them.
0: Yeah, definitely. It's really interesting to see where poll voters minds are at with these teams, because Literally just seven days ago, the sentiment was that they were one of the top 10 teams in the, in the country, and now all of a sudden everything changes, which leads me to one of the bigger games of this past week, Texas-Alabama. We've, we've alluded to it uh, pretty much all of the beginning of this show, but I mean, Bama squeaks out a win, um, but even after a loss for, for Texas, they, they were unranked last week. And they found their way into the top 25 after a loss. So, Christina, as as the, the resident Texas writer, I mean, talk to me about why you rank Texas number 25, why they're in your, your, your top 25 even after a loss.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people really expected Bama to come into Austin and just completely throttle Texas. You know, every, everyone was really expecting a blowout. And obviously that didn't happen. And I think the fact that Texas was able to keep up with Alabama, you know, after Quinn Ewers left um, early on in the second quarter, um, you know, having their, you know, second stream QB who doesn't take reps with the first team guys, you know, having Hudson Card be able to kind of keep up. I think that's, that's enough to work with. And yes, there were a ton of mistakes on the field, like um, the field goal to end the half. That was like a 20-yard attempt, and it was missed. Um, You know things like that. You know you can you need to fix. You know like you can't have you can't have that going forward. Um, And you know Texas had I think I want to say like five red zone opportunities, and they scored a touchdown on one of them. Um, So you know there are obvious mistakes and obvious things that need to be fixed. But the fact that they were able to keep up with Bama, the fact that Bryce Young got sacked um, two or three times, the fact that you know, like there were times where like I could see like like Bryce Young was pretty, pretty rattled um, by just like the crowd noise and all that kind of stuff. So the fact that they were able to keep up really says, um, you know, where this program is heading. So that's why I ranked Texas despite the loss.
0: Yeah. And Justin, you had Texas at 24. So I, I'm curious to hear why, why you think they're, they're deserving of a, a top 25 spot and what you see out of the Longhorns.
2: Well, I mean, I was really impressed with their defensive line. And the Hudson, Hudson car playing when Quinn came in, it really didn't seem like much of a drop-off. And depending on how long Quinn is out, that they should be able to stay afloat with the backup there. But they hung with the Bama team that everybody has at one. And now this week, too. But, I mean, they're one of the best teams in the nation. We all know what, what kind of talent they bring. And they hung with them at home when they were 20-point underdogs. So I, I think just keeping it close would have gotten into the poll, and it did.
0: Yeah. And you kind of alluded to to something that we're going to segue into next is, is Bama. They went from one to two, Georgia obviously passing them. Both of you ranked Alabama number one still after this past week. Uh, Do you see this Bama-Texas game as more of an indictment on Bama uh, or more of Texas proving their mettle? And and why do you still think Bama is that number one team when so many voters in our poll are voting Georgia as the number one team? Justin, we'll, we'll start with you again here. Well,
2: for me, it comes down to the quarterback play. I truly believe Bryce Young is a better quarterback than Stetson Bennett. So that's the big difference for me. The major concern I have for Bama is the wide receivers. They're a little inexperienced, and they seem to kind of hurt Young's play in a way. But overall, I think that the Texas game was more of the Longhorns showing that they can kind of play at that level than it was kind of ironing out the kinks. if you're Nick Saban in Alabama.
0: Yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. And, and when you have Bryce Young and Will Anderson on both sides of the ball, you know, I feel like those two leaders can elevate your team to another level. Christina, you also have BAM at one. So uh, tell me your thoughts about them after this game on Saturday.
1: Well, you know, I don't think they had a perfect uh, performance on Saturday, you know, either. Um, but I still left Bama at one because at this point in the season, um, you know, they've been battle tested, essentially, like, you know, Georgia, Georgia won, like, what, 33-0, something like that, yeah. um, and so, you know, that's obviously, like, a, you know, kind of an easy game, that's not close at all, um, I think, you know, Alabama, what makes them so great is that they're able to kind of, you know, get themselves into those, like, tight situations and figure out how to get out, like, um, you know, I am concerned with their wide receivers um, going forward, because, um, like, on Saturday, I think only one touchdown was thrown out of the whole game. And that was a, Bryce Young through that. Um, so, you know, I think just because Bryce Young is able to get his team out of those really, really tough situations, that's basically why I left him at one. Not saying that and Bennett can't get Georgia out of those tight situations either. It's just we haven't seen that this year yet.
0: Yeah. And and listen, I as a resident Georgia guy, I was a supreme Stetson Bennett hater last year. I'm sort of growing on him now, but but you know, um, it, it is what it is with Stetson, and, and he he does his job. And but yeah, I, I do think that the conversation between Bama and Georgia one two at this point it it doesn't mean a whole lot just yet. But we will see down the line as these teams progress, and especially getting into conference play. Speaking of which, after this week, so everybody expected Bama and Ohio state, the two top favorites to win the national championship go into the playoffs. And it was just them and everybody else. The door kind of feels wide open right now. I, I don't know about you guys, but the door does feel wide open. Like any team could kind of sneak their way in. So Christina, I'm going to pose you this question. Who is your dark horse to make the playoffs and even win the national championship?
1: You know, I think despite the loss on Saturday, like I'm still pretty high on Baylor. Um, I guess they're not really like that much of a dark horse, but um, you know, I think there were some moments of concern um, from them on Saturday. Cause you know, I think, you know, if you want to make the college football playoff, like you have to know to be able to handle yourself in those really tough situations where, you know, Every single fan in the stadium is just yelling at you, and um, so I think once they kind of, you know, learn how to be more composed in those situations, which they will as conference play begins, um, I think they will be will be primed to make the playoff push.
0: Yeah, and, and Justin, talk to me about who you think could sneak their way in the playoffs. Someone uh, maybe that's flying a little bit under the radar right now in the media.
2: Well, Baylor, they they're like I said earlier, they're. They should be the cleanest big goal team to come out by the end of the year. So getting them out of the way, I want to talk about Arkansas, who well, I'm pretty high on. I think I have them at five. It's a little bold, I think. But I'm super low on Clemson. I, I don't know if, if they can get it together offensively. They put up 35 on Furman last week. and yeah, that, That's a bad team. So I, I don't know what. If, you, if you're not scoring lots of points against them, I don't know who you're going score a lot of points on. But Arkansas, I like what they're doing so far. I think they had a really quality win in Cincinnati, which I still think is a quality team. I still have them in my top 25 as well.
0: Yeah. And, Christina, I'll give you a chance to rebuttal. Who is somebody that you're not high on at the moment? Who is somebody that you think is supremely overrated at the moment?
1: You know, I mean – i honestly you know maybe maybe this is because you know i go to texas um i think oklahoma is kind of overrated i mean like you know for a second on on saturday like like wasn't like kent state like either leading them or like really close to leading them for a second there
0: yeah for a a, a brief uh a Point of a game I, I don't know if it was long-lived obviously but uh, yeah, yeah
1: no yeah no but that you know that's a great point like you know I yeah. don't know I don't think it was like a really long time but um I just I really don't see them I think like AP put them at like number six or something like that yeah um I just don't see them as a top 10 team right now mm-hmm. um not because they've done anything wrong or anything that necessarily just because like you know like it is a Venable's first year as their head coach. And, you know, with that, like, you know, he's still kind of checking out what Lincoln Riley left behind, you know, he's still kind of checking out how that culture is while trying to, you know, implement his own changes. And so, you know, with that being said, I just don't see them as a top 10 team. Like they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna mess up somehow. And I think, you know, this upcoming Saturday's game against Nebraska, that could very easily be a trap game despite Nebraska's coaching change, RIP Scott Frost. Like I think that could very easily be a chop game for them.
0: Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in one team that we did not mention that I think could is my dark horse, and that's that's BYU. Like, listen, th- this I know they had a home crowd in front of them for this Baylor game, but that is a quality win over a quality opponent. We talked about Baylor a lot here, and the schedule plays out very well for BYU. They have Oregon. Uh, they have a Notre Dame team later in this this season uh if they come out of that unscathed they have a very good resume to push for the college football playoff not even just being like an independent like we want to go to a new year six bowl i think they have a really good shot at making the playoffs but that's that's beyond the point it's it's time for my favorite segment we do here it's explain some of your choices on your ballot um christina i want to start with you i was looking at your top 10 And I have some questions. Uh, You had Michigan State at four, which Michigan State is number 10 in our poll. So it's not like completely outlandish. But Penn State at seven and Ole Miss at eight. Those are teams that are in the top 25, but at the lower end. I want to hear why you see these teams as top 10 teams.
1: Well, first of all, um, I do want to, you know, clarify that I voted about five minutes before um the deadline um, so i'm just putting that out there now um, but also with that being said like i i'm i'm really high on mel tucker uh, i think he's a really really great coach um, you know obviously michigan state had such great success last year and i really think they can kind of keep that going even without kenneth walker um, and you know, obviously, they haven't really had a, a, you know a chance to really prove prove that yet. Um, but but I, I I trust Mel Tucker, so that's why I left uh, Michigan State at four. Um, Penn State at seven. Um, honestly, just kind of went went by vibes there. <laughs> Not even gonna lie to you. I'm um, just vibes that's really. Just vibes. I, I I like Penn State this year. Um, I think I think they can make a lot of improvements from last year. Not saying like last year was awful or anything. Um, but I think I think they can do a lot better. Um and Ole Miss, I mean, you know, I'm I'm on the lane train, you know, not gonna not gonna deny it. Um, you know, I think I really do think that, you know, they're gonna be just fine. I know um there was like a picture of Lane Kiffin from like yesterday of him at a press conference that says like transfer to the SIP. Um, that's, you know, funny. I, I don't, I don't think that's, I don't, I feel like a lot of people are kind of reading into that a little bit. I'm saying, Oh, well, things are going bad now that he's wearing the shirt. Um, I think they're, I think they're just fine. Um, you know, obviously in like this point of the season, like, you know, you're playing a lot of those like random teams, you know, that don't really mean anything. So it is kind of, it can be kind of hard to to really gauge where everyone's at.
0: Yeah, for sure. And, and Penn State also has a big matchup in Jordan Hare this weekend against Auburn. So that'll be a really tough test for them. See if they pull that one out. Ole Miss, obviously coming up with, to conference play here in a little bit. We'll see where they stand in the SEC West. Um, so, yeah, those those were just picks that that kind of stood out to me. Justin, we talked a little bit like you kind of alluded to it. Um, I was interested in your Arkansas pick at five. And also your Cincinnati pick at 17, because these are two teams that played each other. Cincinnati was at the lower end of the top 25 to start the season. Uh, So and when they lost to Arkansas, they fell out. So I was I was curious to hear why you have them at 17 uh, and what you see out of these two teams, especially Arkansas being just one team out out of the playoff picture in your mind.
2: Well, starting with Cincinnati, I, I really thought that was a quality loss against Arkansas. They played them very well, I think. And Ben Bryant's looked great. I think he's looked fine. He hasn't really been, he's been a step down from Ritter, but not that much of a step down. So I think they're a very similar team as they were last year. They just kind of, well, they lost early. And I I still think that they're in quality enough to be in the top 25. And Arkansas, I don't know. I think them being at five this early more speaks to my opinion that there's nobody else that really deserves it. Um, It may be high, but they have to go through SEC West gauntlet that may end up putting them there anyways. But like I said earlier, I'm very low on Clemson. I don't think that they're very good. Oklahoma, I kind of share the same sentiment as Christina but and I can't justify putting Oklahoma State there either. So I don't know if there's a team that I could put above them at this point in time. Yeah,
0: and it kind of goes back to our, our talk about the door kind of feels wide open because we don't, we don't really know outside of Georgia, Alabama, and Ohio State. Those are like the kind of knowns that we came into the season being like, oh, these are going to be good. Uh, even they have looked a little bit vulnerable at times everybody else we're just like we have no idea we have no idea and that's what's making this college football season fun especially with all the upsets that we experienced last week uh but yeah i i appreciate uh that segment because it just gives a little bit of insight into our voters' minds as we we go throughout these these weeks of voting um with that i think that's all for this show so I'm going to hand it over to Christina. Tell the people what's going on and where they can find you on socials, wherever wherever you, whatever you want to promote, the floor is yours.
1: All right, perfect. Yeah, I mean, you guys can follow me on Twitter at S-T-I-N-A underscore H-U-A-N-G for everything Texas football, Texas men's basketball. Um, You can find me on the Dallas Morning News and at the Daily Texan as well.
0: OK, sweet. That's Christina. She's a great voter. Give her a follow. And Justin, uh, I same goes to you. The floor is
2: yours. Well, you can find all my writing at RedRaidersports.com. It's the Rivals affiliate for Texas Tech. And I'd appreciate the follow on Twitter. Justin, A-P-O-D
1: on Twitter.
0: Yeah, these two great voters, two great voters out of the Big 12. So we are very happy to have these people on the pod today. Uh, And with that, we will see you next week uh, as we discuss week three and we
2: bring on two new voters to explain their ballot. So we will see you next week.